Wow, man, this is heavy. I am carrying some serious emotional baggage. Tanner, would you carry this for me? Dude, you're going through a lot. Yeah, man. Hey, and welcome to Some Broke Takeaway. I am Tanner Treffin, joined by Pastor Joey Rumble. And we're going over the message wherever you go as we started our series on the book of Ruth. And man, it was a great, great message. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Yeah, super excited about uh, unpacking the Ruth chapter one, returning home. Yeah, I loved uh, right away you were hitting on how Naomi... Um, went with her husband and her two sons over to Moab, and they and both her sons got married. But then right away, it hits you real hard of her husband dies, but not only him, but then her two sons die, and she's in such brokenness right, right off the bat. Um, and the Book of Ruth is a story of redemption, but you got to have some brokenness uh, to have a good redemption story. Yeah, so I'm like, whoo, heartbreak. And so... I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and, and so trying to figure out before they go to Moab, should they have, like, like it's clear that God's, um, being in the center of God's will, it was wrong, in my opinion, to even go to Moab, uh, because that's, uh, you know, it was an evil nation, and uh, I believe Elimelech decided to do what was right in his own eyes, meaning his title, the, the meaning of Elimelech is my God is king, and so to move away from where the people of God were to be in the land of Judah, and they were in Bethlehem uh, of Judah. Uh, so I, I think one of the biggest takeaways, first and foremost, is it's so easy in the midst of pain, in the midst of famine, to do what's right in your own eyes instead of being obedient to the Lord. So making sure in our own personal lives, that we stay obedient to God, even in the midst of pain. Yeah, that's so good because it shares in the book of Ruth how it's during the time of Judges, and you're bringing up the, the whole book of Judges talks about doing what's right in your own eyes and not following king, the, the king of kings. And um, so like practically what that looks like for us is, is when you're in that, that season of famine in the desert where you feel like God is far away, it's staying in the house of bread, staying going to church, Stay obedient. staying in the word, even when you're like feeling like you're not receiving and God feels so far away. Yeah, I, and Jenny and I have learned more and more recently, just be obedient. What does God reveal to you? Lay it at the feet of the Lord and trust him and, and don't cope in ways that are unhealthy. Don't cope in ways that are uh, anti-obedience to the Lord. Feelings come and go being obedient to God's revealed character. And so will you stay in the house of bread in Bethlehem instead of going to Moab? And, and so they go to Moab and uh, then the, she loses her husband and her two sons and just that difficulty and that uh, wrestling with that is not easy. It's not yeah. easy. And I loved how you shared that. The biggest thing is, oh, what heartbreak emotionally from losing your closest family members. Um, but there's also the big financial aspect of that, that she's just, she's going to be dependent upon others for the rest of her life. And, and just all the financial security and protection is taken away uh, in that moment. And so I, I look at that is when you read through the book of Ruth, don't minimize the pain that Naomi's in. Yeah. 
and Orpah and Ruth. That it's just, it's hard. You got to have people to lean in and uh, g- grieve with during that time. Yeah, and and just knowing that God knows. I feel like God puts that stuff stuff in Scripture to help us to know, like, hey, I get it. I get what going through hard stuff looks like. I was there for Ruth and Naomi. I'm gonna be there for you too. Yeah. Good. Yep. And then for us, when we do blow it, when we sin and we rebel against God and we follow our emotions instead of staying obedient and go to Moab, I love what you shared, the point of it's not too late to return home. <sighs> come back home, repent, come back. And that's such a theme in the book of Ruth pointed out that the word return is over and over again in there. Yeah, 12 times in that, uh, the, the first chapter there of the word return and return, you know, to turn back, to repent uh, to return to Bethlehem, to return to Jesus, uh, Bethlehem, the, the, the house of bread, uh, to return to Jesus, the, the bread of life. And so uh, it's not too late to return and not to forget that. Yeah. So is there any places in your life as you're thinking that you feel like, hey, I blew it. I, it's, I'm too far gone. You know, God can't use me anymore, whatever. Don't believe those lies, but return back and let God redeem what you think is too broken. Because there, there's, it, and what I used with uh, Naomi was, it, it's okay not to feel the goosebumps. It's okay not to have it all figured out. It's okay to stumble home to survive. Sometimes I've ran back to God. I'm God. I've made a mess. God, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I don't. I'm hurting. I'm aching. And just stumble home. The prodigal son, he just stumbled home to survive. uh, Naomi just stumbled home uh, to survive. And and we should do the same. Yeah. And the other point you hit on with that is when you're going through that suffering, when you're going through the brokenness, return back to God, but also return to others. Don't go through the suffering alone. Uh, It's so important there that Ruth clung to Naomi um, and that there's such a, a breakthrough there of just having each other through the suffering. Yeah, Naomi... Tried to push Ruth away, but we made the point in the message that Naomi needed Ruth, and she tried to push her away. And so sometimes someone that someone that you need in your life that you're trying to push away because you're in so much pain, uh, just realize, no, don't push them away. Receive their encouragement. Uh, receive that, but also when you know that you know you're clinging to someone to help them that... Uh, just keep clinging, uh, keep uh, leaning into that person, keep uh, 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 leaning into them because they need your support. So it goes both ways. Naomi needed Ruth, but Ruth needed Naomi, and, and she definitely needed the Yahweh, the one God that Ruth served, that uh, Ruth claimed also that she claimed ownership to serve the one true God. So good. And so if you're hurting right now, going through a time of suffering, famine, who are you reaching out to? Who are the people, brothers and sisters in Christ that you're reaching out to, asking for prayer? What small groups are you going to? And then if you know anyone who's suffering, maybe reach out to them, pray for them, let them know that you're thinking about them. And be okay when they're suffering for a little pushback. Yeah. You know, where if, if they're giving you a little bit of the, you go back, you, you, I, I'm good, keep clinging. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if they refuse, I mean, at that point, Ruth could have said no, and she could have kept and went her own way uh, and, and kept pushing, but she didn't. She realized, okay, once she realized that Ruth was resolved, 
she she dra- journeyed back with Ruth. Yeah, so definitely takes some wisdom in that for sure. Um, so you want to get go to the marriages? You hit on marriages during this message? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to lean into that, but before I do, a couple things. Uh, shout out for worship night. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Man, what a great night. Talking about going through difficult time. There were so many people that came down uh, to worship God at worship night, but also came down front for prayer of uh, going through challenges that they receive prayer for others. So we saw many people clinging to Jesus by receiving prayer. And that's another great example of Ruth and Naomi is that Ruth, as Ruth clinged to uh, Naomi, we need to cling unto Jesus Mm -hmm. that way and, and, and just lean into her. But I think the relationship piece that we need to have friendships where people hang on us and help us during our difficult times and that we help others the same. So that kind of friendship needs to happen. Uh, But also, you know, where you, when Ruth said, where you go, I will go, Uh, where you live, I will live, where you die, I will die, Uh, that our marriages, those who are married, need to have that kind of loyalty one to another, Mm. that, that support. And so, uh, yeah, the marriages of, you want to uh, bring the three points I made out and we'll kind of look yeah. at that. You said marriage um, is you need to pedal the bike, not coast. You want me to hit all three or stop in between? Uh, yeah, why don't we hit all three and then we'll... Pedal the bike, not coast. You need to be face-to-face, not just shoulder-to-shoulder. And you need to speak your spouse's love language. Yeah, so, uh, you know, help minister... So. I heard this to a, a lead pastors group I'm a part of with this teaching. And so I, I decided that I told the church, I really felt like I wanted to share it with the church. Uh, so making sure you keep pedaling the bike and not coasting in your marriage, keep working. That's which is all about working at it. Keep working at your marriage. Don't let it become where you just coast and you, uh, you pick up these little poor ways of making, cultivating your marriage, but keep cultivating, keep peddling, keep working at it in a good way. And so, um, yeah. And, and you gave us the three homework questions. So if you're married and you're watching the takeaway, one of your takeaways, make sure you ask the homework questions with your, with your spouse. So one of them was, how are you doing pedaling the bike in this season? How are we doing? And then how, um, are we doing in our face to face time? And the third one is, are we speaking each other's love languages? And, and so, um, do the love language test if you haven't yet. And then, um, and even if you have done the love language test, but it's been years, do it again. Because uh, Mary and I found that your love languages can actually change a little bit based off the season you're in. Um, because with Mary, now that she uh, has been pregnant and we have kids, uh, services was lower on her love languages. But now that we have so much help she needs, services is a lot higher. And that speaks a lot more love to her when I help her uh, during this season, for sure. Yeah, and for Jenny and I, when we were, as we went on a walk, our normal walks, we, we talked about these three questions. And we really feel like we're pedaling the bike, that we're not coasting, that we've been in a healthy way. That was kind of cool just to see, uh, oh, okay, yeah, we're actually working at this. We're not coasting. And, and then the, uh, of understanding face-to-face and not just shoulder-to-shoulder that uh, we've been praying together a lot and really uh, interceding one with another. Um, you know, I was talking about this this morning with to uh, uh, Chris Beaker about your marriage and continuing to strengthen your marriage. And, and she, sh- he shared with him and Heather that 
they do pray together regularly. And I mean, I just praised him for that habit of, uh, and so I feel like, I don't know if there's very, there's very few things that we could do that are more important. And I'm not sure what they are currently as I'm thinking off the top of my head, but praying with your spouse that I I think we just got to make sure that we keep making that decision to pray together because that's face to face time together such a big part of that for me mentally is just real reminding myself that my wife is not the enemy even if we were upset at each other or whatever the devil is the enemy and we go into spiritual battle and prayer and, and align ourselves back on the same team is a big mindset shift for me that prayer helps with and then also the love language piece is another great thing is uh, to know your kids love languages yeah. if, if you have kids because sometimes you can be trying to love your kids a certain way but they're not receiving love that way because they have a different love language than you so that's helpful as well. yeah and i was talking to in our team leads meeting we were discussing we always unless we forget discuss what our big takeaway was from the message and miguel had mentioned that his love language is acts of service and so remembering at, at work is that i'm interacting with miguel when i serve him when i help him out with something that he's doing that I serve alongside him. That makes him feel valued and cared for. And so th- this carries over to coworker relationships. It carries over to your friendships, knowing what your friend's uh, love language is. I've just seen that be a real practical piece of helping in any relationship. Yeah, I love the illustration you did with the bag. Uh, anything else you want to share with us with that? Uh, with, you mean with the luggage yeah, and all yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, speaking of luggage, yeah, man, as they journeyed from uh, Bethlehem to Moab, carried their stuff with them, and then they came back. Uh, we're on the journey back. We haven't gotten back. Next week we'll get back to Bethlehem. But Ruth and Naomi, uh, Ruth, Ruth and Naomi are on the way back to Bethlehem, and they're, they're taking the baggage together. But as we open up the different luggage, you know, the different compartments that in our marriage, this is big. Uh, and so not to lose hope or be discouraged in your marriage, but it's cool to think both you and your spouse, they bring luggage into the marriage. Uh, they bring uh, their, their baggage with them. And, and so understanding your emotions, your, your way of doing things, your family system, all of that you bring into it and, and all your, your, and so just learning to unpack that with your wife and being, or with, you know, or with your spouse, that being sensitive to that, um, I think it's huge. Yeah, and, and one just small tip that um, with the unpacking the baggage in the marriage is, as you said, you know, as you work through some difficult things, tempers are going to want to flare. And so just working so hard and not being quick to anger or quick to cast judgment, but quick to listen and understand and creating that safe place in a marriage where you can talk about wounds and, and brokenness. Yeah. And so this is big. This is big. And I told the church this, when you do the three discussion questions and when you do, when you just have conversations with your spouse, she comes in with a, and for, for Jenny, she comes in at, from a whole different perspective, she's going to have different opinions than me. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful when both of you had the same opinion. But it's okay if she has a different opinion or sees it differently. Uh, and That's been a real struggle through the years at times. Man, I want her to see it my way all the time. But that's totally unrealistic. And, and be, but be grateful when it, y'all are completely on the same page. Yeah. But be okay with different opinions. That is okay. Um, what was your takeaway, Pastor Jay? 
Uh, my biggest takeaway was how we landed with Isaiah 53, that Je as we cling to Jesus, that he went through the suffering for us. He suffered for us. He made a way for us to stand up under the suffering by going to the cross for us. So not forgetting uh, that uh, why, well, it's, you know, while you're returning home to the Lord, the reason we can return home is because of what Jesus did for us. I believe that's the biggest one. That, and having that mentality, wherever you go, I will go. I think getting from this message that as Ruth, that, that uh, wherever you go, I will go, we need to have that mentality in our relationship with God and those relationships God brings into our life. That's good. Yeah, for, for me... It was, um, I feel like Mary and I are pedaling the bike well right now, but just remember that's such a big priority and it's tempting to coast. And so just make sure that it's, it's worth the fight. It's worth the effort. Keep pedaling. Yeah. And, and, and I got one more. That's great. Those uh, takeaway for everybody who's struggling in their marriage right now. It's not too late to return home. It's not too late to heal your marriage. It, don't give up. Find the healing that's necessary in your marriage, it's not too late to return home. I felt that in my spirit so much for uh, that people can return home, they can repent, they can heal what's been broken. Mm, that's such a good word. Thanks for sharing. Any other final thoughts? That's it. Thanks so much for listening, church. What is your takeaway? Let's walk in it together. God bless you. Thanks you so much for listening.